Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Well, if Thursday night football is any indication, Michael Lombardi, we're going to get weird week five of the NFL. <laughs> you want to get weird, man, let's get weird. Because last night, special teams, dislocated fingers, Jamal Adams not knowing how to play. Fo- what What is going on with your boy in the secondary trying to cover? I, I, you know... It's funny. I, I, after that game was over, I kept asking myself the question, what does Jamal Adams do that's worth to be one of the highest paid players in football? Like, how does he affect the game? Like, he has, he has bullied his way to getting this enormous contract when in the, the end of the day, there's no effect of him determining the outcome of the game. I mean, he really doesn't determine the outcome of the game. It's almost like how could you pay him all this money and not feel like he, he determines who wins and who loses? He can't cover. He's never been able to cover. Never. He's never covered. I don't care what his pre, pro football focus grades are in coverage. I could care less what that is. He can't cover. He's a liability whenever he plays in the high safety. I, I, that, that was, to me, the most... Uh, telling thing of the game last night. I mean, there's a lot of telling things about that game, but the one that lingers in my mind is Seattle paying that contract, bullying themselves, giving up two number one picks to a guy that doesn't influence the game. He just doesn't. Somebody explain to me how he does. It's the first thing I wrote in my notes because it's something that you said at the time when Seattle gave up so much capital that remember they're not picking next year. I don't think because they gave up two first rounders for Jamal Adams. Uh, anywho Rams closed two and a half, a winner and a cover 26, 17 stays under, as you noted yesterday, the posted total of 54. There's so much to unpack with this game. Um, we can start, I guess with the quarterbacks. One thing I will tell you, it looks like, uh, Russell Wilson could be out bad sprain for a few weeks here. That's a huge impact. Yeah, you, you don't, forward. you don't sprain a finger. You dislocate dislocation. One. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that, that they're calling it a sprain. I think it's more of a dislocation, but you know, it, that's a hard injury to overcome for a quarterback. You could see how Stafford during that game was constantly had the ball in his hand to get a feel for it. And, it, and he wasn't right with it either. Nope. His throws were all over the place. And, you know, in Seattle, if, if you would have told Seattle they would have held that to what, the 27 point, whatever it was, you know, you got a chance to win that. But, and they're driving it down the field. They got a chance to, to, to win the game. And they obviously they can. If Russell may have played, but 
I mean, this game was lost in the middle eight. Let's be real candid here, Patrick. I mean, Seattle gets the ball. I mean, first of all, you know, Sean McVay, you know, is running just to run in plays, not not paying attention to the middle eight, snapping the ball with 12 seconds mm-hmm. to go, basically giving Seattle an opportunity to, to come back down the field, which they do. And then Pete just, I think Pete just had a brain fart. I mean, like, how does he not call timeout? I don't know. How does he let all that time just go off the clock? He had timeouts. Like, he just let it. Once they got that big play, he got to call timeout. You know, Pete doesn't call offenses or defenses, so he's managing the game. That whole thing, that whole end of the game. Now, I know they scored a touchdown, got called back for the holding penalty, which I, I, I we could debate it all we want. I mean, they call it, they call it, whatever it is. But to me, they should have been in that position. And then they get the ball to start the second half, and, and it's the same thing. You know, they can't quite finish the drive. They can't get going. And, you know, you've got a chance to play the Rams, and you've got two possessions to put points on the board when their offense isn't out there, right? When their offense isn't out there, and, you know, you go, you basically go miss field goal, seven plays punt. They start the third quarter with touchdown, touchdown. And you wonder why you lose? You wonder why you lose the game? So, you know, I think it's a lot of things combined together. I thought the Rams' offense would have looked better. It hasn't. It really hasn't. It's still the same. It's a hit or miss type of thing. I don't get any rhyme or reason. And and I think what Glazer said during the show that I think this is this is going to end in a divorce for Russell Wilson in Seattle because they haven't been to a Super Bowl since fourteen. Yeah, and you get a quarterback of oh sorry of this ahead, level. I mean, you get a quarterback at this level. It, it, you know, is you can blame them, but wow. Yeah. I mean, you really haven't helped them. No, and the incompetence, I just thought about you last night while I was watching that because of the game mismanagement by both head coaches. A couple things. We'll get into Wilson. One, and Stafford, Stafford, people were killing Stafford. He was injured the whole time, too. He was missing throws because he was compensating for that finger. He was hurting. And you You know him, and and I know him because of the Lions. He he had it out for the Lions because they wouldn't play with they wouldn't let him play with a broken back on a four win team. This dude's as tough as they come, and he played last night, finished the game. Yeah, I mean, you know, people were complaining because fourth and two, he didn't go for it, McVeigh, and I, and I think the reason he didn't go for it was quarterback was hurt. Mm-hmm. I think he would have gone for it, but I mean, how about Pete's decision? The opening drive of the game, he take he he gets the drive down the game, and he's got a, a fourth and two at midfield or across, and he punts. Yeah. And then when he's got a fourth and two, they hurry up. I, I, I was saying to, to Millie on the count, like, they're not going to get this playoff. And they rush it, and they get in two tight ends and two receivers, and they run the ball right into Aaron Donald. Like, that's what we want to do? We want to run the ball at Aaron Donald on a fourth and two? We can't block him. We're going to run right at him? I mean, where is it? You know, the other thing that drives me insane is, Ken Norton, I'm talking to you. Double cup. Double him. He's a nice player, but double him. Like, why is he running wide open? Why are we not doubling him? Take your chances on Robert Woods. Take your chances on Van Jefferson. Take your chances on the tight end Higby. Take your chance. Double Cooper Cup. Double him. Third down. I think we should double him on third. Every third down, double him. That's where the ball's going. Like, why is this so hard? I don't understand it. It's like, it drives me insane. Take the guy out of the game. Take him out of the game. Make him throw the ball to somebody else. It, it was bizarre. I mean, it's like it's, I'm watching Bizarro World. It's like, you're, we're not going to double cup? Okay, we won't double cup. We'll have seven catches for 92 yards, convert a bunch of third downs. You know, Robert Woods had 12 for 150. If he beats us, he beats us. The loyalty to Norton is fascinating. They're giving up 450 yards a game. No, it's They're unbelievable. Dead last. They're and, dead. And he's they were been dist- fired before, yes, Patrick. I know. He, he's fired once and brought back. I know. I mean, he got fired at Cal. I mean, he couldn't hold a job. He didn't have a job in college. He got fired in college, and they brought him back. Confusion, no discipline on defense. Looked like to be out of alignment at times. Just disjointed. Uh, there's really no other way to explain the Seattle. And what what is the difference between what we saw as they started to rally and play well defensively last year to just this abomination we're watching now. I mean, it's gross. And your boy Jamal Adams is on roller skates out there when he's trying to cover. It's hilarious. When they can, oh, it's unbelievable. He's a linebacker. Like, just play him at linebacker. Like, he's no different than Jordan Brooks, the number 50. Just put him down in the box. He's not a safety. 
He can't play. He can only go forward. He can't go backwards. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. He can only go forward. Just make him go forward, you know? And, and they have no real, I mean, LJ Collier hasn't been a hit. You know, they haven't been able to get a lot of play out of some of these guys they've drafted. And, you know, they're living off the Legion of Boom. I mean, the offensive line, you know, we talk about it. It still isn't much better. It's still not much better. So Seattle travels. They've got to... great skill. Yeah. They've got good skill players. But, you know, when you're going to Alec Collins as your running back, I'll do respect mm. to Bill Berman. He's on his team. But, I mean, you're, you, this is a guy that's been cut about six times as a running back in the league. I mean, you know, he was in Seattle, Baltimore, then back to Seattle. You know, it's like, really? He's a straight line. What we said yesterday is true. He's a point of entry back. You could see it last night. You got to feed him into the hole. You get nothing more than what he gets, than what the what it's blocked for. So next week, Seattle travels to Pittsburgh. They're two and three. This is the third time in the Wilson era they've started two and three. They've actually made the postseason in eighteen and fifteen, respectively, both times when they started two and three. He's never missed a start in his career. He's going to miss a start. I mean, unless something. I was expecting him to come back because remember when he dislocated it, Michael, they just went and popped it back in and he kept playing. Then he came out and Geno Smith came in. Yeah, they put it back in, but then all of a sudden it's now all of a sudden it's in, he's in a lot of pain and he's got no feeling in it. And so they injected it, I'm sure, with some pain to kill her and he's got no feeling and he can't touch feel the football. You know, it's like he can't really grasp it. He doesn't know, you know, there's nothing that he can, that he can feel with his touch and timing. I think he's going to be out a month. I think it's going to be a month. Those are hard injuries to overcome for quarterbacks. They're always the scary part. I mean, Stafford had it this summer. They were very worried about Stafford this summer. They were putting, you know, they were they were having their linemen in, in Los Angeles. They were wearing softer helmets because they didn't want him to hit them. Remember that? Yeah, absolutely. And I would imagine Stafford only wakes up with a balloon on his finger, right? I mean, it's just going to be swollen yeah. like crazy. Through for 365. Right. Um Last night, but this... I don't understand it. Like, why don't we take Cup out of the game? Why is Cup running wide ass open down the field? Like, why is that? <laughs> and then Woods had twelve receptions for what one hundred and fifty yards. They cannot cover Seattle. I mean, this is a... they can't cover. They can't cover. They're, they're terrible. They're defensively, they've been bad. I mean, look, I, I, I never saw. Look, they they see something in Jamal. They're watching a different game on Jamal Adams than I'm watching. Clearly, they're watching a different game. I don't get it. I don't understand it. He doesn't tilt the field in any direction towards winning. Would you like to have him on your team? Yeah, no doubt. But I want him blitzing the quarterback. Do I want to pay him all this money? Not a chance in hell. I don't want to pay him. I don't want him to eat up my salary cap. I mean, next year he's even going to have more of it. I mean, and he basically held him ransom. Like, he, he's got this ability. I don't understand how he does it, but he's got this ability that the media thinks he's great and he should get paid and people pay him. And Seattle gave up a ton of future capital for him. They've, they've got, yeah, I mean, no they're doubt. just, kill, they isolated the Deshaun Jackson long play where it was underthrown. And he came back to get the ball. I mean, Jamal Adams was completely lost. He, trying to move he, laterally. He can't and turn, play high. He can't twist. He can't play high. No. He can't play up there. He was up by himself too. Okay. Michael Lombardi. That's a great start. When we come back, we're going to find out what's on the playlist on a Friday. And we've got plenty to do. We got four as far as Major League Baseball in the playoffs. You got four tonight, college football, Friday night lights right here, Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You're listening to The Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi... Once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, it's BetMGM. Download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any MGM casino on the Strip. You're ready to go within minutes. Just bring that state-issued ID. BetMGM.com or download the BetMGM app. The king of sportsbooks. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 1-800-522-4700 if you have an issue. As we welcome you back on a Friday. Hope you're having a nice week. Kind of chilly, man. This guy starts, it's really starting to feel like when Las Vegas is dipping, it's raining, it's gloomy. That's when it's football weather. We're finally here. Now <laughs> we go back to Jersey with Michael Lombardi for the playlist today. Michael Lombardi's yeah. playlist. I think I heard Bruce during the break. Yeah, a little jungle land today. Gotta have a little jungle land today on it. You know, a little little love the beginning of the piano on Jungle Land because I've been listening to uh, Stevie Stevie Van Zant's book. It's fabulous. Uh, I urge everybody to get it. It's, it's a whole history of the rock sound from the Jersey Shore and how it how it combines a bunch of different elements and the piano and, and the guitar coming together. But the beginning riffs of that were just incredible. And the Jimmy Levine story, I wrote about it for Monday on The Daily Coach about how he was able to connect the sound. And, and his father always said, you know, kid, you see things that you hear things no one else hears. And he ended up being right. So got to have a little Bruce in your life on a Friday. A little jungle land never hurts. You know, okay. the Rangers had a homecoming, Patrick. I, it was <laughs> in Harlem late last night. I have a question. Was Van Zant yeah. on the Born the Run album? You know, he, so it's a great story. And I don't think people know this story. So he, when, when Bruce was going to record Greetings from Asbury Park, which was his first album, he went to the, went to the record studio and he brought Stevie with him because he wanted Stevie to be in the band. They were childhood friends. They were friends from their band circuit days together. And they had too many guitar players, and Mike Appel said, we, we, we don't want him. He's out. So Van Zant left. And so he's not, on, he's not on that. He's not on the Wild, the Innocent, and the E Street Shuffle. I think he is on Born to Run because he contributed to Born to Run. Gotcha. The, he turned the music around. So I do believe he played on that, and then he played in the E Street Band moving forward. But typically he wasn't, and he ended up starting Southside Johnny and the Asbury Jukes, which was another house Jersey band, which is tr- which is another great band. So really, it's a, it's a it's like having Silvio read the book to you in, in The Sopranos. It's got all his mannerisms and his because really at the end of the day, after I'm reading this book, I'm convinced Silvio Stevie Van Zant wasn't acting. That's exactly who he is. Thank you for the edification. I need I now because I was a little confused. Now I have to ask you a question. Should Arizona State be laying 14 to Stanford tonight? Now, it's going to be well past your bedtime. And, and by yeah, the way, it's not your fault. Thank, I mean, it's so, you. no, that's, it's going to be late for me. I mean, I understand Stanford. Now, both teams, Stanford and Arizona State, coming off huge upset wins, as we know. Last week, Stanford beat Oregon uh, as eight-point dogs. UCLA, of course, Arizona State beat them on the road as three-point dogs. But... But my only question is, and Tanner McKee for Stanford, the quarterbacks, made a huge difference. I understand they're banged up on offense. The reason I bring it up is because this opened 10, and we don't have to delve too deeply into it right now, but Arizona State opened 10 at home, and it's 13 and a half now, with some books projecting it could hit 14. I'm shocked by this because Stanford has settled down. It doesn't turn the ball over, doesn't beat themselves, and Shaw has dominated Arizona State. This surprises me with this number almost getting to two touchdowns. And I think it's a lot to do, Patrick, with the fact of how good Arizona State has been defensively. I mean, they are the best defense in the conference. They're 23rd overall in the nation on defense. 
And I think that last week we saw Daniels play to the level that everybody thought he would play against UCLA. You know, the mm-hmm. last two weeks, they've scored 42 against UCLA. They scored 35 against Colorado. This BYU team's the fascinating team. I mean, no one talks about it. They're 10th in the country now, but, you know, they've beaten a lot of teams that they thought that, that were supposed to be pretty good. They struggled to play Arizona in the opener, you know, and, I, right. and I thought that they wouldn't be able to, to, to play very well moving forward. However, that being said, you know, they have. They've beaten Utah. They've beaten Arizona State. They beat Arizona I mean, they've beaten the whole state of Utah, Utah State as well. So to answer your question, I, I, I think it's because of the defensive prowess of this Arizona State. And if Stanford has to throw the ball, I know they drove it 90 yards down the field against Oregon. It doesn't seem to me that they're going to be successful doing that against an Arizona State pressure defense. So I think that's the case. And, and when they can move the football like they have, they're 30th in the, 35th in the nation in scoring. They're fourth in the conference. They're getting better on offense. Stanford, I thought, was fortunate. Remember, I recommended them to be plus eight against Oregon. Did. Yes. And I thought that was going to be a losing bet. I thought they were going to lose by – I thought Oregon was going to score on that drive, and they kind of messed it up themselves. So, for me, I, 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 I would probably lean staying away because I, I do think that when Arizona – when Stanford slows the pace of the game down, if they can run the ball – it makes it hard to cover by double digits. I agree with every. I think Arizona State's a better football team. I think two touchdowns or even 13 and a half is ridiculous. You mentioned the slow pace with Stanford. Both teams, Arizona State uh, plays at a slow pace as well. The one thing I'll say, two turnovers through five games for Stanford. That That's just, that's exact. They don't beat themselves. McKee's made a huge difference at quarterback. I, I, I find the number. We've got a 12 and a half. I think that's stale because everybody's 13 and a half. Um, anyway, I just wanted to bring that up to you and get your thoughts because you yeah, were on Stanford I mean, last look, week. There's nobody's on Stanford. I mean, the, the ticket count is is even, 51-49, and there's only 21% of the money coming in on Stanford. So that ticket count is really even. I mean, yesterday we saw, we thought Tulane's defense was bad and we was proven correct against Houston. You know, and obviously Coastal Carolina dominated Arkansas State, which we kind of thought yesterday too. So, you know, this is one of those where, I think if you're going to grab that, the number might be, if you liked Arizona State, the number might slip be slipping away from you. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, one more, and then we'll get right back into the pros. Um, just because I think this is a classic for novice betters, we call it a letdown spot for Temple, excuse me, for Cincinnati, <laughs> with Temple coming to town. And Temple's but been there on. could be a letdown for Temple. They shocked the hell out of me. I mean, they were in my <laughs> Temple were in your bottom, bottom 10. 10. They were I mean, for a and while, they come yeah. around, they, they, they're down 17 to nothing to Memphis, and I'm thinking, oh, that's an easy one right there. And all of a sudden, the Temple Owls come storming back. Two-game I mean, win streak. The have, I mean, they, they've won three of the last four games. I know they beat Akron, but they've won three of the last four. I mean, Wagner, you know, I used to play against Wagner when I was at Hofstra. I mean, that you know, so uh, what does that say? Anyway, anyway. <laughs> it uh, said you did a hell know, of a job I, snapping those like, – well, weren't you the long snapper? I was the long snapper. Get, took great pride in that too, Patrick. I know you I did. I could snap it, you know. Uh, for me, I think when you look at Cincinnati – Temple's going to have a hard time moving the ball on Cincinnati. Yes. And and that, you know, will there be a letdown? I don't think so. I mean, Cincinnati's the seventh best defense in the country. You know, and, and look, you could say, well, they don't play anybody. Well, their opponent's schedule's 47.1%. I mean, it's pretty good. Their opponent records are 8-9. and nine. I mean, you know, so they've, they went into Notre Dame. You go into South Bend, I don't care. You know, you got to beat Jesus. You got to beat the leprechaun. I mean, as, as our as our great friend down at the down in the bayou says, can't wait to have him on tomorrow. You Carl know, Johnson, uh, the man. He is the man. I mean, you know, he and Berman should have a podcast together talking food and college football. I think it would be brilliant. John Goulet but is anyway, here. He's just wrote that down. I just told him to write that I, down. I, I think Bill Ad should get on. I think it would dominate. It would dominate the Southern Bayou. We could have it. Uh, but I, how do you let down? I mean, to me. The greatest thing about winning is the next game. 30 you know, points, Michael. Fans, 30 points spread. Fans, I know we're talking about a spread here, but Temple's not very good. You're right. I understand. You're Temple's, right. Temple's not very good. I mean, I know, but Memphis, I mean, Memphis is another one of those teams that, you know, they started out thinking, oh, man, Memphis is, well, they beat Mississippi State. That kind of gave us all sorts of, and then Texas San Antonio beats them, and Temple beats them. What I'd be concerned about is Cincinnati parking the bus. It's going to rain there tonight. They get up 20. By the way, look at the total. Yeah, that, Fif- that's a good point. 54. That's a, 
The last 17 That's at home. Fair point. The last 17 at home, Michael, they've cashed 12 to the under Cincinnati. I'm looking more at that. That they, they could be up 31 nothing. They could be up 35 nothing. A Temple's going to have a hard time scoring. You just said it astutely and, against this and, defense. They're not going to score. And it might go up to 30 and a half. It looks like it's trending in that direction. It opened up at 28. Do you, I, I think you could you could talk me into taking Temple? Don't in the don't don't let don't let me come out. Like, listen, I'm just I'm you just throwing it out there. It. Do I you agree ha- with you because it doesn't match the over at 54. I know it's a crazy number because I don't think Temple's going to score. I, you, I will say this though. I said this on my podcast when I watch Desmond Ryder play. I, do I love Desmond Ryder? There's a lot to like about Desmond Ryder. Do I think I think he might be the best quarterback in college football from what I've seen? He's got great size. He can throw the ball. I'm not saying he's perfect. I'm not saying he's going to be the first pick in the draft. But he brings some skill set to him that has a pro style to it that I liked. He can anticipate throws. You know, I, I thought he's not an RPO quarterback that drives me crazy in the college game. You know, is he better than Spencer Rattler? Yeah, I think he's better than Spencer Rattler. I don't care how many Heisman tickets that they're holding over there at the Southgate. At well, South Point, he, Ritter should be—he should be good. He's been there longer at Cincinnati than Kellen Mond was at Texas A&M. So <laughs> I, I know, mean, no. like, dude, I know. I feel like I've been talking about check Ritter. an ID. Like, it must be his brother. It must be his brother. I mean, he's got it. You know, I mean, uh, yes. Hey, when we come back, I, this is—and I'm going to let you think about it for a couple of minutes. Do you, Michael Lombardi, have inside information on the quarterback situation with Denver? Because somebody texted me this morning. This might ask Michael if it's good time to get on Pittsburgh right now with the consternation at quarterback. Don't don't lead the witness when we come back. Is it going to be Ridgewater? Is it going to be Locke? And we'll set up that game for you coming up uh, in Pittsburgh this Sunday. All right. So, I, so did I talk you into the thirty? Did I talk you yeah, into you taking did. it? Okay. I take the no, 30. no, no. We're gonna I go under. We'll go under that fifty-four and a half. I like the under though. Okay, coming back with uh, Denver, Pittsburgh, and then we got Wes Reynolds right here. Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, NHL season almost here. Again, VSIN Hockey Betting Guide is available now for just $9.99. So under $10, you get everything you need to get you set up for the NHL season. It's a must-have. Key insights, data, both for avid hockey bettors and those new to the sport. Uh, Andy McNeil, Sunshine, he's there. Predictions for teams and players. Give yourself an edge this season when it comes to the NHL. VSIN NHL Guide out now. VSIN.com. Slash subscribe. All right, Michael. So I asked you if you have inside information. Remember, Teddy didn't play in the second half last week. Uh, he's money in his career, 23-3 and three ATS, which is incredible. Here, now, Denver travels to Pittsburgh, where the Steelers yeah. now, they're 1-3, and three, three games skid, and they look disgusting. They've, uh, what, they lost at home to the Raiders uh by what nine was it? And then 14 against the bank. Like, so this is a team that's going in the wrong direction. Big Ben, you've discussed going in the wrong direction, but we don't know what's happening at quarterback. And it's a pick them right now on the board. You tell me, is it going to be Teddy? Is it going to be drew lock? I, I think it's going to be drew lock, but I can't prove that. I can't say that for certain. Teddy's trying to come back, but I think the uncertainty lies in he was limited in practice yesterday. Didn't do a whole lot, but it depends on what happens today when he comes in. Does he have a headache? Does it? Does his baseline come back? Those are hard things to predict. I think this is going to come down to a game-time decision. And I'm sure if you start to see the line tick away from the, towards Denver, then you know he's playing. Because this line shouldn't be a pick em. I mean, you know, it shouldn't be that way. Because Denver, defensively, even though they've had a bunch of injuries, they're supposed to get their linemen back this week. They should be the better team here because their defensive front will create some real problems for Big Ben and the lack of offense for the Steelers. So I think any way we see a ticking going in a direction will give us an indication. I don't really have – I can't predict it because no one can predict it. Anybody who says they know Teddy's playing is really not telling the truth because they don't know until after the day today when he goes through all the tests, and we don't have those results yet. No, that's well put. Now, do you change your cap – if it's Locke or Bridgewater under center for the Broncos, like your number, my does biggest, that adjust? 
My biggest problem with this game for me has been I don't like the Denver number, okay? And the reason I don't like the Denver number is because it's the because of the Sinatra Open. They beat the Jets and they beat mm-hmm. the Giants, right? Two bad teams, and then they beat Jacksonville. So all my numbers on Denver are predicated on three bad quarterbacks. Mm. Three, you know, I know Daniel Jones is playing better. I'm not disputing that. But but Zach Wilson, Daniel Jones, and and Trevor Lawrence, you know, and then they, then last week against Lamar. So. What are these numbers? And then the second half, they don't have Teddy. They were struggling. They weren't going to beat Baltimore if Teddy played. Baltimore's going to beat them. I mean, Baltimore had Baltimore took their boots and nakeds away and forced into a drop-back game, and really Pat Shermer didn't have anything left. This is a different story. Pittsburgh doesn't have that ability to do that. So, And the injuries have mounted on Denver. They really have. And that's become a problem for them. So, uh, you know, my instincts tell me this is this should be, like when I look at my board, the numbers of this game, I, I have no, the Denver should be almost a, a touchdown 6.87, but the numbers are not real. The numbers aren't real because the game, it's like Buffalo. Buffalo's number's not real against Kansas City because they haven't played anybody. The, the strength of schedule is really important. The strength of past schedule plus the strength of future schedule. You've got to balance those in your power rankings. I do like the strength of the Broncos, which is, as you know, the defense against the weakness of the Steelers, right. which has become the offense. First off, the Broncos allow 70 yards rushing a game. The Steelers haven't rushed for 100 yards in 10 straight games. Najee Harris is rushing for like three a pop. I mean, this is the Broncos should be able to shut this offense down. And the longest run Denver's allowed this year on defense is just 13 yards. I mean, so they, they not only do they shut the run down, they stop it. Plus, they're very good at disguising their coverage. They're very good at taking away the first option. Vic Fangio is an outstanding defensive coach. Make no mistakes about it. And I think that Pat Shermer will do a good job against the Mike Tomlin, Keith Butler-led defense. And I do think Denver can win this game. There's no doubt. But they're not going to win it. I'm not betting on Drew Locke to win the game. Right. I and mean, when they went back there two years, last year with Drew Locke and lost, Right. I mean, Drew Locke went back in there, and he got hurt in the game, and they had to go to a backup quarterback. But he was their starter last year. There are no plans right now to bench Big Ben. They could potentially use that hip as an excuse, though, right? Couldn't they just come? Well, they could, but, I mean, he's there, and I'm sure, you know, look, they went all in on him. Once you brought him back, you got to live and die with it, don't you? Yeah. I mean, you, you know, I mean, I think it was a mistake in judgment in March as much as anything. If they bench him, and. You know, it's just odd. You take a look at the offense. Claypool missed last Sunday, but he hasn't done anything. Najee Harris, they're trying to, they're just feeding him the ball. He, he can't get off because the offensive line, it all starts with what you said in the offseason, and that is an abhorrent offensive line that just is so leaky in every way. They can't run block. They can't pass block. They're having issues. Other than that, it's fine. Other than yeah. that, it's really good. Yeah. Other you than know, that, and, they're awesome. and, 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 you know, they just, and Ben does, and Ben needs time. Ben needs time, and Ben and Ben's yards per attempt has been going like that, and that is really, you know, when you go to your doctor and they see symptoms, they know what's the cause. Well, Ben's had symptoms, you know, and and it, the symptoms are he's declining, and it's been obvious over the last few years. If you were to tell your grandchildren this, they would never believe it. If yes. King Dominic's watching Ben Roethlisberger now in the pocket and he sees that mobility, if you said, Dominic, I have to tell you something. At Miami of Ohio, this dude could scoot. He was athletic. He really was. And he could move and he could break tackle. He couldn't get him on the ground. I mean, one of the things that made it so hard to play him was it was hard to tackle him. I mean, you, could, you might get to him, but he would flick you off like a flea. He was so big and strong. Now he doesn't look that way. Now he can't move. And now his inability to move is a real problem. Everybody can catch him. And it's a problem for Pittsburgh. And it's not going to get better. It's not going to get better. I mean, they stole a win in Buffalo with their kicking game. They almost stole one last week against Green Bay when they blocked that field goal for a touchdown. You thought, oh, they might have a chance here. And they got called back because they were offsides. So if I told you that books are moving to two and a half in Cincinnati, you would say <laughs> Westgate just went to two and a half. Green Bay's in Cincinnati this weekend. And it opened three yesterday. It was a three across the board. Now the books are going to two and a half. No can do. I mean, it's a John Oates play for me. No, I can't go for that. No, but I can see why it's happening because on my board, my numbers say Cincinnati should be the favorite. Yep. And I think on a lot of people's boards, Cincinnati should be the favorite. And I respect 
the better out there who doesn't care about what's happened, who has the ability to just pl strictly play numbers and turn that card in on Cincinnati. Like, I, I completely, you know, I, I respect that because if your numbers say Cincinnati's the better team, they're playing at home and they're getting points, play it. I get it. I just don't want to play against Aaron Rodgers. Do, does that mean I trust Green Bay? See, here's the thing I think we as betters must ask ourselves all the time. If you don't, like, I don't want to play, I really don't want to play Miami again and getting 10 points against the Bucs, even though the Bucs secondary is a disaster right now. Do I want to play Tampa? Not really. See, here's where you go in. Like, if you ask me, Minnesota, Detroit, that's line moved from nine and a half to 10. It opened at eight, now it's at 10. Would you, do I want to play Minnesota? I could play Minnesota. Would I play Detroit? No chance. No chance. See, I think you got to ask yourself that question both sides, right? I think you got to ask yourself, would you play, would you play Cleveland? Yeah, I would play Cleveland. Would you play the Chargers? I could see people playing the Chargers. You could make an argument on both sides. I would play Vegas, and I would never play Chicago at five and a half because if Akeem Hicks isn't healthy and he didn't practice yesterday, if Khalil Mack's not healthy, he didn't practice yesterday, the Raiders are going to throw the ball on this bad secondary. The only chance that Chicago has to keep this under five and a half is, is if they can pressure Carr early in the game. They can't cover him. They're not going to turn the ball over on him. Yeah. And the Raiders are going to score on him, and the Raiders are going to outscore him. And let's face it, I know Twitter thinks Fields played really well last week against the Lions, yes. the trifecta defense, but th that's not going to continue. You know, it's going to be harder for him on the road. Bad lines don't travel. This is a really bad line. Fields holds the ball too long. I, I could never play Chicago, but I would play Las Vegas. I think that's how you have to break games down. Does that make sense? It does. It does. May I just quickly go back to the Bengals because – the number is now going towards your power ranking. The number is going towards the way you capped this game. Cincinnati is number two oh six, and Cincinnati's favorite. The favorite at two oh six. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and Cincinnati's the number three passing offense. Now, here's what I believe. Maybe some of the betters are looking into the question mark. Jair Alexander is he going to play? Kevin King not going to play. Zadarius Smith it sounds like he's not. Jair Alexander. I uh, my understanding is he is not going to play. They are banged Which, up on defense. They are banged up on defense, and they're not great on defense to begin with. I mean, their numbers are not great. I mean, they're, you know, look, they have the greatest player. They have one of the best players in the league, let's face it, and you don't want to go against them. But when, on my power rankings, I mean, there are, there, Seattle, actually, I have power ranked ahead of Green Bay. Believe that or not. Right. Well, and I have Minnesota and Green Bay very close, and we know Cincinnati beat Minnesota in a one-point game. We we can't say on the air what your cousin calls uh, Mr. Lafleur, can we? No, but no, we can't. We cannot say it. But he'll be complaining from the time the ball gets kicked until the game's over. Wes Reynolds next, right here, Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. From BBC Radio 4. 
Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. You're listening to The Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi... Once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, baseball playoffs today. Bet MGM, the king of sportsbooks. Here's the deal. Bet $10. Any team hits a home run, you win 200 Paid for in free bets. It's pretty awesome. You get live betting options over at Bet MGM. Of course, daily boosted odds specials. Again, bonus code VSIN200. Anybody hits a home run today, you're going to win 200 bucks if you're a new better over at Bet MGM. 1-800-GAMBLER for issues. We welcome you back. Michael Lombardi listening to Bruce on Patrick. Friday. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. Yeah, Pat, yes, Bruce sir. and Paul McCartney singing. I saw her standing there. Gotta love it. Mm. Hey, uh, you know, I got, I got no. I mean, I, I put, brought the glove out yesterday. I gave you two winners, two big and, winners. And I get no love back. No, I, I, I no, just want to no thank you. Back. I, that, I was waiting now because we're going to welcome in West, who, by the way, hello, uh, Wells. West is hosting Odds On today. Of course, you can catch him every weekend betting across America on Saturday in seven straight hours with Dave. Uh, as far as the Green Zone, I'm glad you brought it up because I was going to start with baseball. Because there's a corroboration here. I love the White Sox today against that lollipop throwing Valdez. I know Wes does as well. But Michael went 2-0. Mr. Baseball, that was a triumphant return. Out of nowhere, you brought I out the catcher's men 2-0. I mean, I just try to help you out. That's all. Okay, Go well, we're going we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna to fade your Astros. Hi, Wes. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, guys. How are you? Good. So, Michael get handed out the Astros yesterday. White Sox got tied up, but today they crush lefties. Valdez throws lollipops. You're on the White Sox, yes? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I also played the over in the overnight. And the over's getting bet now. We're starting to see some eight and a half in the market. Uh, look, Giolito for the White Sox very early in the season was kind of pedestrian. Clearly the number three, number four starter. But he's been pretty good, really, coming down the second half of the season. Only gave up four earned in 15 and a third innings in September. I think he has an advantage over Valdez, like you said. Very soft-tossing lefty. And I think the White Sox can hit his off-speed stuff. We know Mm -hmm. Valdez likes to throw that sinker and get a lot of ground balls. But the White Sox, as you said, they hammered lefties. They're very good at hitting the off-speed the change-ups and the sliders that he's going to throw. And really, if you look at Valdez's numbers, that hard hit percentage is like 44.4%. And against a White Sox team that absolutely smashes lefties, I think this is going back to the south side tied up. There you go. What do you say about that, Lombardi? You were fading your your Astros. I was all over the over here. I like it. Chicago ranks sixth in OPS, seventh in ISO, and ninth in walk rate against Southpaws. I love it. I mean, you get a southpaw against the White Sox, they're going to tag it. And then you've got Altuva, you've got Brantley, and you've got Bergman and Val, Val Alvarez, you know, in, in a lineup against against Giolito. I'm going to go for it. I mean, you know, I'll do it. <laughs> I know. I'm with you. Hey, by the way, you probably bet it at seven and a half. Would you go, would you go over I, eight, I liked West? it at eight. I always liked it at eight. I had it, when I saw it this morning, I thought eight was, okay. I think anything over eight, I'm going to play. How about you? How about you, Wes? Yeah, there's still some eights out there, and and I think you can find them if you shop around. Eight with a little bit of big, I'd absolutely go over that number. Okay. We got to love baseball, Patrick. I mean, you got to love it. Don't you, know? you love it? Well, the, the problem is the best, the best series, Michael, is the Dodgers and the Giants, you know, but it, I won't be awake. For and you, it. There's no chance. <laughs> it's going to be hard. It's going to be in that series. Just quickly, a little off the beaten path. I want to ask both of you. I think it's probably a dollar 60. Let's start with us on the Dodgers. Who you got in the series? Yeah, I, I have not yet bet this series, and I'm probably just going to bet matchup to matchup here. Maybe, like, look to trade out, because that's what you can do in this series. You don't have to bet it before the series starts. You're yeah. going to get an adjusted price after every single game. So that's probably the way to play this and just kind of be a trader in, in, the, in the market here with this. But, 
would lean a little bit, a little bit to the Dodgers here. I kind of like, you know, they have a game. They've got that momentum. It didn't really work for the Red Sox last night in Tampa, but sometimes you get a game under that belt and you've kind of played in that elimination situation. You're a little bit more ready to go. And you got the other team. The Giants perhaps could be cold, but I did not play this game. How about you, Mike? You know, I, I, well, I mean, I think this is a hard one because, you know, Logan Webb has is, is had a great season. And you look at his numbers, I mean, 303 ERA, you know, I love his FIP. I mean, who doesn't love a 272 FIP? I mean, come on, you know, and he's good at home. So for me, I, I was like, okay, you know, but this is a hard game. This is like trying to handicap the Browns Charger game. It's, it's good on both sides. Like, you can make arguments for either way. And, and when you can do that, you're probably better off staying away. This is uh, when you start talking FIP, you know, we're getting serious about playoff baseball. I love FIP. I no, mean, who doesn't? Uh, <laughs> I'll get my Stratomatic cards out soon. I got to get them out for you, too. Hey, we have the, playing those. the catchers made a return yesterday. Uh, Temple, Cincinnati, obviously. Um, oh, yeah. Most discussing a letdown spot. What I like about Wes is everybody's zigging. He's zagging where you would think Cincinnati be a first half play before they park the bus. You're going the opposite way, Wes. You're going to take Temple in the first half here. I got a number at Will Hill at 17 and a half. What'd you get? Yeah, and that's pretty much what the market consensus is. If it's 17, it's heavily juiced to the Cincinnati side. And yeah, that's what I I think I'm going to do here because we saw earlier this year, Cincinnati played Murray State out of FCS. It was seven to seven at halftime. And then all of a sudden, before you knew it, 42-7 final score. And look, I do think Cincinnati may be a little bit flat early on. And you've got a Temple team that I don't think is very good. But this was a team after they got boat raced by Rutgers in week one. It's like, are they going to win more than one or two games where they're already three and two? They've got the kid, Dewan Mathis, who is a four-star commit, was at Georgia, started a game for him last year. He's got a little bit of confidence. He's playing better really over the last three weeks and ever since that disaster in Rutgers. And I think Temple, it's kind of like, okay, we got nothing to lose. Cincinnati now, it's like, okay, we're on the other side of the hill. We beat Indiana on the road. We beat Notre Dame on the road. We've got UCF, who's our arch rival, essentially, in the American Athletic Conference, coming in next week. So what I did is I did a little half and half, half on the first half, half on the full game, because if the first half hits, that's going to leave me the option to say, okay, do I want to stick with what I've got with Temple for the full game, or do I want to get out and buy Cincinnati for the second half and either try to middle it or hedge out knowing that I probably got a dead side with the team that's going to wear out in the second half. I I like the logic, Patrick. I think it's pretty sharp. I mean, I could see it. I could see it. I think it makes a lot of sense to me, Wes. I think it's a smart way to play to kind of tiptoe your way through it and see exactly where, uh, you know, where Luke, uh, uh, I was going to call him Vabral, Luke Fickle's team is because I, I think, you know, the challenge most head coaches have at coming off a big game is to play another game. And, and one of the things great teams always do, the next game is always the most important game. Like the, the, the way you able to handle that is the next game is always more important than the last game. And if he has, if he can drill that attitude and mentality into his players, he should be able to dominate temple. However, that's a harder thing said than done. This one stood out to me in Wes's notes. We'll go to the NFL. I like this as San Francisco at Arizona. And right now, Arizona's lane five hosting the Niners here, Wes. Yeah, I hope this underdog isn't becoming too popular because usually when they become too popular, they lose. But I still like the 49ers in the spot. If you look at what they did last week, they lose to Seattle. They almost doubled the Seahawks in yards last night. And we kind of saw the Seahawks in the Thursday night game last evening. Their offense is struggling. This was before Russell got hurt. And the, the offense just hasn't been getting there. And somehow Seattle was able to finagle a win in San Francisco. Now you've got San Francisco going to Arizona. And I think this is the weird spot for Arizona because all of a sudden they're the last undefeated team in the National Football League. But now everybody's radar is focused right upon them. And Michael knows this from his time in numerous front offices. When you get on a hot streak, all the national media want to come in and interview your guys, interview your players interview your coaches you know you're kind of out there all by your lonesome in the desert everybody's leaving us alone and now all of a sudden you've got a busy schedule and now all of a sudden you've got the target on your back and i like the 49ers going the lance here because i think shanahan can scheme up some design runs a little bit 
you make Arizona try to tackle you in space. Don't necessarily just run between the tackles. So I do like the 49ers in the spot. I think this is a desperate spot for these guys. I, I have a hard time with the Lance one. I'm not, I'm not buying it. I, I, you know, when he came in that game last week, he looked like a backup quarterback. Now Kyle gets a whole week to defend him. It'll be a lot more single wing. And can he make enough plays in the passing game? I think the Niners defense has played really well. And I think the Niners defense can play well against the Cardinals offense. Hopkins is still beat up. And there is a little bit of letdown. And, and I'm, let's not forget, this is a divisional rival. These games are always tight. Five and a half is a lot of points in these games. My concern is, can Lance do anything offensively in the passing game? Wes Reynolds, today odds on, tomorrow betting across America, Sunday green zone. Are you going five-hour energy, rock star, just soda? What are you doing on Sundays? Yeah, I usually go with a lot of iced tea, coffee, and then we switch to iced tea in the afternoon. But in the lead-up to the segment, Michael was putting over the Springsteen record with Paul McCartney. What about the one with John Mellencamp? Love it. Yeah, no, I, I love it. You know, I mean, I'll get to that one. I'll put that all on the playlist here. I got to get to that one. <laughs> the problem with that one. To, I was going ready to build, go to Billy Joel and, and you know, uh, the angry young man. But I, I can go to that the one. The problem for you, with it's the Mellencamp right. Springsteen jam is they just talk about dying, and it makes me sad. I can't do that. No can do. <laughs> no can do. Get your notes out here, will you please? Wes, thank you, buddy. Appreciate you. Good luck today. Thanks, fellas. Okay, we continue the playlist and more next here at Lombardi Line. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.